roster bubbles. Who stays and who goes for your New England Patriots? Stick around. You're about to be locked in to the Locked On Patriots podcast. You are Locked On Patriots, your daily New England Patriots podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello to all of you, Foxborough faithful. Welcome to the Locked On Patriots podcast. We are a proud part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts to make sure that you get the latest episode as soon as it's available. I am your host, Mike DeBate. I cover your New England Patriots for Patriots Country of Sports Illustrated. So reach out to me and let me know what's on your mind on the Bird app, on X, on Twitter, whatever you want to call it these days. Follow me at M-D-A-B-A-T-E-N-F-L. And while you're out there showing some well-deserved social media love to the pod, follow the Locked On Patriots account as well at L-O underscore Patriots. And folks, today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. And Pats fans, thank you once again for joining me here today on the pod. A special shout out, as always, to all of you Locked On Everydayers out there. Those of you who make Locked On Patriots possible, I always provide my unending appreciation. I'm honored. I'm humbled by all of your support. And Pats fans, today on the pod, we're going to be taking a look at the roster bubble and keeping a specific focus on which Patriots might either surprisingly make the roster or which might not. And to help us do so, a longtime fan favorite is back to lend the wisdom and the counsel we've all been missing. That's right, the Countess of Class herself, Miss Claire, Classy Claire Cooper of PatsPropaganda.com, as well as being the host of her very own podcast, The Claire Perspective. Check that out if you haven't already done so. You'll love it. I guarantee it. The esteemed Empress of Tight Endage makes her return to Locked On Patriots today, and we've got a fun discussion in mind for you. So stay locked in, folks. But the Patriots' training camp preseason practice program has come to an end, and the Pats taking the field in Foxborough for two days of tune-up practices, both yesterday on Tuesday and again today on Wednesday, before Friday's preseason finale against the Tennessee Titans. 7 p.m. kickoff from Nissan Stadium in Nashville, and we start with the big news from practice, and I say big because it's big in importance and physical stature. Good news for the Pats, Michael Lawainu returning to practice and coming off the physically unable to perform list. We all know that he was placed on pup prior to the start of training camp, has yet to take the practice fields before Wednesday, but he was back. Now, he wasn't a full participant, still a little ways to go before he gets his game legs back, but boy, would his return be huge, along with the potential return of left guard Cole Strange. He's been out with a lower body issue. He was wearing pads on Wednesday, but was also not a participant in practice. But having both of these guys looking like they're doing all they can to get back on the field, that is huge. And the Patriots need some upgrading on that offensive line, folks, because it really hasn't been pretty, especially the last couple of days. Wednesday, especially protecting the quarterback, still a problem for this offensive line. Both Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi under duress for the better part of both of these sessions. 
had Mac tracked for six would-be sacks. And no matter how you slice it, unfortunately, it's just not good, especially this close to the start of the regular season. Bailey Zappi, I had tracked with at least two would-be sacks. And it's a very good thing that Mac Jones and that first-team offense were clicking on all cylinders. Mac's quick release was on full display on Wednesday, because if it wasn't, that could have even been worse. Now, if the Patriots can add both Awenu and Strange back into the mix before the regular season opener, that's going to do wonders for this offensive line. It might be a little aggressive, considering that Cole has missed a large portion of training camp, and Mike has missed all of training camp. But these are professionals. These are guys that know their job. They've been through the initiations before. Hopefully, they'll be able to get back on the field because the Patriots do need them in a big way. And will Michael Wainu be aligning at guard or at tackle? Well, that's a question for a little bit later in the week. So stay locked into Locked On Patriots because we will be discussing that topic. But it was great to see Mike back out on the field today. And it was also great to see what the quarterbacks could do because when they weren't under duress, they were clicking on a lot of cylinders, especially Mac Jones. Other than the pass rush problems that he was going through, uh, Jones really performed, I think, very well during this session. Went six of eight early on, two really nice throws to Kendrick Bourne, who continues to prove his versatility and his value to this club. Mac looked really good in the red zone as well. He went seven of eight inside the 20. His best throw during those set of drills came on a quick pass to Juju Smith-Schuster for a touchdown. He followed it up with a touchdown to Devontae Parker in another sequence. Parker really looked good in this jumping over Christian Gonzalez and Miles Bryant for the score. So the Patriots offense really starting to look good in an area that they were very deficient in just one year ago. And Mac ended the day strong. You know, like we like to do here on Lawn Patriots end on a high note. Mac Jones definitely ended on a high note. A strong two-minute drill going five of seven in his final possession. Started with consecutive completions to Hunter Henry. Then he hits Devontae Parker. And then Jones threw a touchdown to Kayshawn Butte in the back end zone. Butte going above and beyond to beat Miles Bryant. I think Kayshawn Butte continues to earn a roster spot every time he puts on a practice jersey and steps out there on the field. Great stuff from him. Very good stuff from Mac. Bailey Zappi looked sharp early on. There were some issues with dealing with the pressure. Those have been a little bit of a problem for Bailey pretty much all practice season. But at the same time, he also put in a solid day. So overall, a pretty good day for the quarterbacks. A very good day, in my opinion, for Mac Jones and the first team offense. But it wouldn't be the final practice of preseason without an injury to keep watch on. And Patriots fans, unfortunately, it's to a pretty big name. Patriots top draft pick Christian Gonzalez left the field with a little bit of a limp on Wednesday. Now, it looked like Christian was trying to go up and break up a pass, and when he landed, got kind of awkwardly caught up, and the leg really took the brunt of it. He immediately started limping over to the sidelines. Trainers came over, and you could see them looking at his left ankle, his left foot. Really difficult to tell from the vantage point. However, if you want to take some good news away from the situation, Christian remained on the sidelines. He was in the post-practice huddle, didn't have his cleats on, but at the same time, it didn't look extremely serious. But once again, because of Christian's importance to this team, we're going to continue to monitor this over the course of the next couple of days. We will bring you the very latest here on Locked On Patriots as soon as it's available. But in the meantime, we're also keeping a close eye on roster activity. Who's in? and who's out. And in the interest of pulling on some prognostication prowess, we are about to welcome back the Countess of Clairvoyance. 
Yeah, I know she's the Countess of Class, but she's also the Countess of Clairvoyance, especially today when we look into those Belichickian tea leaves and try to decipher who on the roster bubble is in and who might be out. And it's safe to say that our answers may surprise you. So stay locked in as we continue our discussion right here on the Locked On Patriots podcast, a proud part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On listeners, buying tickets to your favorite events should not be stressful. So make sure you're getting in the game or event, if you will, with Game Time. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you're going to have. The Game Time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. Even if you find the tickets in the same section and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. It's why Game Time is the fastest-growing ticket app in the country. Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds, just two taps in your set, and tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONNFL, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-N-F-L, for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Patriots fans, thank you once again for making Locked On Patriots a daily part of your New England Patriots coverage and hopefully your first listen every day. And it's been far too long since she's graced us here on <laughs> Locked On Patriots with her presence, but it's always an honor to welcome her back. I am very, very happy to welcome back one of our true favorites here on Locked On Patriots, the illustrious Countess of Class herself, Miss Claire Classy Claire Cooper. Thank you for coming back today and regaling us with your presence, Countess. Oh, no, thank you so much for having me back. Uh, I finally got to squeeze in when Murph's not here. Finally, he's given me a slot back. <laughs> yeah, Murph is... <laughs> now uh, he, he likes to talk Patriots. He likes to talk Patriots. So, yeah, squeeze me back in. Get me my Wednesday <laughs> slot back for a little bit. <laughs> he is a fixture here, but there is only one Countess of Class. There is only <laughs> one Empress of Tight Endage, and there is only one Midweek Monarch here on Lockdown Patriots. And we bring all of those into the fold today all kidding aside uh we really have missed you here claire i have i know that and i know our listeners have as well and it's great to see you back and thank you so much for coming back on today and as luck would have it we've got uh, some interesting topics to talk about there always are claire and patriots war it's never a dull moment in foxborough we always know <laughs> that there's something to talk about and the new england patriots are now less than one week away from final roster cutdowns Two preseason games in the books, one to come on Friday. The Patriots going to chop down their 90-man roster to their opening day roster, and it's going to be an interesting few days coming up here in Foxborough to see where these players fit and where they don't fit. And everybody has their theories, every fan, every media member. (laughs) uh, We've all done 53-man roster projections and trying (laughs) to find out who makes it, who doesn't. So let's start there. When you look at this roster from top to bottom, Pulling on your clairvoyant 
abilities. You're, you're <laughs> clairvoyant. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you're lucky I didn't bring out the, the tea leaves and all that like that. And I want to, I, I want to ingratiate you back into the fold here on Locked On Patriots. But no, all kidding aside, when you look at this team from top to bottom, I know you have your mm-hmm. favorites, and I know you have your players that right now think you're teetering on the roster bubble. Who among yeah. this group right now of roster bubble players do you think could be a surprise cut? here in New England, or maybe it's not someone on the bubble. Maybe it's someone we're not seeing coming. Who are you looking at as a surprise cut for the New England Patriots right now? Well, firstly, I hate this time of year. I hate roster cutdowns because I hate the fact that we have to get rid of people that are yeah, they're Patriots. You know, we've seen them. We may have even only seen them through training cramp or things like this. We may have seen them for the last two years and stuff like that. It, it obviously depends. But yeah, I hate I hate cut down. I hate this little bit of time of the year kind of thing in, in that respect. The thing with who, when you say, the, the, the term surprise cut is being bandied around a lot in, in the media kind of now. And I think it, it is at the stage where, where there isn't anyone, I don't think, that is really can be a surprise cut, who you would want or expect them to release. Because those that would be a true surprise cut are guys mm-hmm. that none of us want to think about them cutting or getting rid of. it's you know those solid players or the ones that have got the high contracts that you just are like you can't even fathom yourself thinking that they would be cut so they're the ones that are really the surprise cut as people like to say the guy that I picked initially when I sort of first thought about this he was a little bit more of a less obvious choice than maybe in the past sort of 24 hours because I've listened to some podcasts. I listened to like the six wings pod with Andy and stuff like that. And this is now a name that is coming forward simply because of how the selection of this particular player position have been performing recently. And by that, I'll kind of let the cat out of the bag now and say the wide receiver court. Now there's been a lot of talk about um, Demario Douglas, Pop Douglas mm-hmm. and Keishon Booty, 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 as he says, but it's difficult for me to click onto that. But anyway, however badly I say his name, they have been performing in, in practice, in the joint practices, in training and obviously in the game as well. So I know a lot of people are talking about between the two, if it can be between the two. And a lot of people are talking about if it is both of the, you know, why can't we have both of them? And then in maybe uh, Malik Cunningham would be the cut. For me, the one that I'm kind of doing as my surprise cut, as they like to say, is actually Taekwon Thornton. And now I know that's not a significant cut now, or significant surprise, apologies. Now, simply because he's had an injury. So it may be that he's sort of released back on the practice squad or more on the kind of IR whichever list it is that they do sort of at the beginning because it gets really technical with the you can put one guy on but he has to go on before the season starts and he can only be on for so long and things like that so as you know I'm still sort of semi-rookie so I only know so much when it comes to the technicalities but whichever technicality would suit I think this individual may be heading that way because He's been sort of plagued with injury. He had a soft tissue. I'm refer to my notes now, so do apologize. He had a soft tissue injury in June. He's recently suffered a shoulder injury during the joint practice last Thursday, um, as we record this with Green Bay, obviously prior to the game, and he didn't he didn't perform in the game. So I hate to sort of I I don't like having a knock on for an individual that's had injuries because I know that there is so much that goes into this sport and 
it's difficult to really these things happen and it's very unfortunate particularly when they happen in in practice or training camp but an individual that's sort of played with injuries he hasn't sort of been utilized particularly I don't think he's he's been able to perform for what his draft selection sort of would um, would expect if you like now that may be to do with injury maybe how they utilize him in the offense or not utilize him you know that sort of thing but I just for me I know a lot of people are saying well or we don't think that they would get rid of or sort of not put on the roster shall we say for get rid of not put on the 53 a second round draft pick from from just from last year who was so fast but for me it's just a bit one of the things that Bill Belichick likes to say is the best ability is availability and at the moment as unfortunate is for him that he's got an injury, he isn't available. And oh, the two guys that are available, Booty and Pop Douglas, are showing that they are good wide receivers. And it is unfortunate for Thornton. It, you know, it, you know, you would say, oh, it's not fair, but they're out there and they're performing and they're getting kind of a lot of credit and a lot of people, you sort of, you know, eyes on them, that sort of thing. Very positiveness about them for people to not want to have to choose between the two. And I think the way that you don't have to choose between two, because I'm not, you know, I'm not a fan of choosing between the two of them either. I, you know, I I would be interested to see how both of these guys are on the 53. So for me, my, maybe it's not a massive surprise cut, but the one that some people would say would be a surprise just because you wouldn't expect a second round draft pick to be cut so soon um, is Taekwon Thornton. And I think, I know that he, you know, he had such a good um, 40 at the combine and that sort of thing. But for me, it, it, it's him, I'm afraid. I am sorry to anyone that upsets because I know that he's got a lot of fans around that. And, he, you know, quite rightly, and he should do. And I'm not trying to hate on the guy. I'm not trashing the guy. I'm not throwing shade on the guy. None of those sorts of things. It's just a case that we're at a situation where we're looking at who would we take through on our 53. And for me, it's not going to be him because... One of the reasons as well, and I know I'm going to get some hate for this, is for me, I'm taking five wide receivers because I'm taking three tight ends, I'm afraid. <laughs> well, in a way, I think you're absolutely right on taking three tight ends. So I don't want anybody giving you any flack <laughs> on that because I happen to agree with you. I think anyone that sees what this Sorry. offense could look like with the two tight end sets that they're running in 12 personnel, yeah. you need to have one at the ready. You can't afford to go yeah. into games having to elevate practice squad players and expect them to come in and be able to do it. I think you need a guy that's on the roster regularly that you can rely on. And I actually think it might be, might be, no, you know what? We're going to save that for the second. Nope. We're going (gasps) to save that for the second segment, Claire. Um, I also believe that the wide receiver core might be a likely area where they do look for a cut. And right now you make a compelling argument in favor of it being Taekwon Thornton. And look, I say that with every bit of reverence. I've loved watching Taekwon in the time that he is on the field. And mm-hmm. unfortunately, there have been times where he hasn't been on the field. There is injury question. When he's out there, there have been uh, some questions about consistency and his abilities. No one can question his speed. Taekwon is one of the fastest wide receivers I've ever covered here in New England and truly uh, brings another dimension to this team when he's on and being able to stretch the field, deep threat ability. That's something that you just can't manufacture. That's something that's inborn. And that's something that Taekwon brings to the table. But when you look at the contributions that Bob Douglas are making, Keishon Butte is making, Kendrick Bourne is showing how versatile yeah. he is 
throwing a block the other night that springs Ramondre Stevenson. These are instinctive plays that you just can't replicate elsewhere. So Tyquan Thornton, I think, is a logical choice. He would be a surprise. So I think he fits the criteria and I think he fits it well. But at the same time, (laughs) I also look at that and I think that it's logical because of all of the other needs that the Patriots have. So Mm -hmm. I think you made a good pick. Um, And again, I hope we're both wrong in that situation because I do like Taekwon and I think he can be a good contributor here. But yeah, I, I think this would be something that the Patriots need to watch. Now, of course, the injury history is always there as well. I do just want to add, it isn't only because I want three Titans that I'm looking at the five wide receivers. Yes. There is a case of the the O-line. It's, it's a little, it is a little bit okay. because we all know how much sure. I love the tight end. <laughs> However, I do think another sort of case to be made is they need depth at the O-line because we, mm-hmm. we've all talked about the issues at the O-line, the offense of the offensive line as people have been saying so it's a case of yeah you need some playmakers and I get that and yeah availability is the best ability as we've said so I think it's some of it is a knock-on effect of when you're looking at balancing the offense you need some availability for the guys that are going to protect the quarterback as well. Mm. So just to justify it a little bit more before I kind of get loads of, in loads of trouble for, oh, she just wants a whole offense full of Titans. <laughs> I do, but I know that that's not realistic. Just because I want it doesn't mean I think it should happen. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, I think you've got a like-minded coach in Bill O'Brien that's going to support that theory, Claire. So don't <laughs> knock yourself too much when it comes to that. Um, no, I think that you make a good argument for, uh, for Thornton. Uh, I did go in a little bit of a different direction and, I know people are going to grimace because there's a drastic need for depth along this offensive line, especially with the way it's been performing lately. But there are a lot of bodies on this offensive line. And over the course of the last couple of weeks, we've seen a regression from one of them that I believe is going to be offset by the ascension of another. And that's going to be Connor McDermott. Connor was performing so well early on in minicamp and even early on in training camp, getting reps mm-hmm. with ones, going out there, playing well, Now that the pads are on and we're seeing real contact, not just intra-squad, not just the practices that we see at Gillette, but the joint practices and games against Mm -hmm. the Texans Mm -hmm. and the Packers. Connor has performed well, but I think the emergence of Chase and Hines over the course of the last couple of weeks Hmm. showing his abilities, I think the Patriots are really getting the player they thought they were getting when they drafted Hmm. him out of LSU, someone that can anchor and protect against the pass, but he can also set up run blocking. Um, If they need a little bit of depth at the tackle position, all of a sudden Hines is looking pretty good over the course of the last couple of weeks. And McDermott has struggled. He's struggled to maintain his abilities on the outside. So Mm -hmm. if there is a surprise cut among this line right now, I think it might be Connor. And I say that with a heavy heart because I really like this kid. I liked him the first time that they brought him in. I really enjoyed the fact that he was coming back in. Um, This is a kid that played very well last year, uh, started six games in 2022, allowed eight pressures without surrendering a sack. If he could bring that type of magic back to the field, Patriots would would not be smart to cut someone (laughs) with a talent of of Connor McDermott. But if we don't see that return soon, I I think he could be uh, on the, uh, the chopping block for Patriots. And I think he's got enough light on him now where I don't think they'd be able to stash him on the practice squad. I think he'd be gone, and I think another team would pick him up. So if there is a surprise cut along the line, folks, 
Connor McDermott is the guy that I'm watching right now. I know people are probably screaming at their listening device or at YouTube <laughs> or whatever saying, no, cut Cody Rusey. He's been bad. Rusey's got his injury issues. We're going to see what's going on yeah. with him moving forward. Uh, he's a second year player. Andrew Stuber, I think is probably a practice squad guy, but McDermott would be the surprise among this group because he was so heavily mm -hmm. doubted early on. So, folks, what do you think? Drop us a line in the comments section below and let us know who your surprise cut is. Claire and I both had a heavy focus on offense. Maybe your surprise cut is on defense. Let us know. We're always happy to hear from you. But, Claire, in the interest of keeping with the theme here on Locked On Patriots, we want to end on a high note. And if we want to yes. end on a high note, that means that we're going to talk about guys that actually make the team, people that will earn a spot on the 53-man roster. Claire and I reveal our surprise roster additions when this episode of the Locked On Patriots podcast continues, a proud part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On listeners, our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy Football host Vinny Iyer to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week all season long. Whether you're prepping for a draft or scouting the waiver wire, every week we're going to provide you players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. So with draft prep underway for the upcoming season, let's see who Vinny has picked out for us on this week's eBay's Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Picks of the Week. Looking for a player to take in fantasy football drafts who will spark his new team's offense and also help you speed to victory? Then use a luxury pick on Jaguars wide receiver Calvin Ridley. Ridley has looked sleek during his first camp in Jacksonville and ready to rev up again after his time in Atlanta, taking full advantage of riding with rising Trevor Lawrence as his quarterback. Folks, Vinny Iyer from Locked On Fantasy Football is going to help you win your fantasy championship. And eBay Motors knows a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. It's the same thing with your vehicle. With eBay Guaranteed Fit and over 122 million parts and accessories for your vehicle right at your fingertips, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. From brakes to taillights, shocks, struts, you name it, eBay Motors has it. And they'll make sure that it's the right fit for your car. Because eBay Guaranteed Fit helps you understand exactly what part you need for your vehicle the first time. So go forth, switch gears, crank the AC, and say goodbye to sweating if your ride needs a little fixing up. Because with eBay Guaranteed Fit, everything your vehicle is calling for is just a click away. For the parts and accessories that fit your vehicle, just look for the green check. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices at ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay Guaranteed Fit only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Patriots fans, thank you once again for taking time out of your busy schedule to join us here on Locked on Patriots, making us your first listen every day. And of course, it's the midweek, and we are so happy to welcome back the midweek monarch, the empress of tight endage, the illustrious Claire Clazy Claire Cooper of Pat's Propaganda and a Claire Perspective of Patriots podcast, back here to the airwaves. Claire, the mood is a little lighter. It's always better when you're here. And we do, uh, you know, we missed you and we do appreciate you being back. And Claire is already bringing the wisdom and counsel on who she feels might be a surprise roster cut. I think you're going to have a lot of people that agree with you. Maybe some that don't. But you know what, folks? That's really the beauty of these types of arguments. As long as you make them respectfully, we can all have some fun mm -hmm. with them as media members, fans, everyone, because... It is the time of year. It's roster cut down. And rather than focus on the cuts, Claire, 
we're going to focus on the positives. We're going to end <laughs> today on a high note. There are players out there that are on the roster bubble right now that will find themselves on the opposite end of the cutting room floor. It's inevitable. It's hard. It's difficult. But it is a fact of life. But there are going to be some players that find their way onto this roster that fans may not believe have a chance or that fans may not believe even deserve a spot. We're going to focus on that right now. When you look at this roster, again, top to bottom, offense, defense, special teams, is there a player right now that you believe makes it onto the roster that not a lot of people believe has a shot right now? Any roster bubble candidates that you think are going to end up positively rather than negatively? Yes, and listen to me. Let, let me convince you guys because you know what I'm going to say because I'm wearing the T-shirt on purpose today. So you're all going to roll your eyes and be like, oh, she's been a tight end homer. Yes, I am. However, I have genuine, real, logical, sound-ish arguments when it comes to this. And because of what Mike said a little bit earlier in regards to the sort of the tight end sets and them needing more than just two tight ends on the roster, but particularly when you've got Mike Gusecki sort of nursing an injury. I know that the last that we heard, he was in a red non-contact jersey for uh, practice recently. So that was very exciting to have him back. So I was very excited about that. But my selection as I think people are going to guess, is Matt Sokol. Because this year I have really hit the Matt Sokol hype train. Now, when they signed Gusecki, yes, I was beyond excited, as I think you guys know if you've listened to any older episodes of us are not time. Very beyond excited. They they retained Hunter, so a Gusecki-Hunter combo, I'm like, oh, this is amazing. However, I have also joined the Matt Sokol hype train because... Several several reasons. Hear me out. Firstly, he's the probably the best blocker that they've got on the sort of roster at the moment. And he's also the tight end that they've been utilising best as a blocker recently. And because of the O-line issues, having a tight end that can really block is something that is going to be very important, in my opinion. My humble tight endage-loving opinion, I know. However... Last season, he was also the tight end that was elevated from the practice squad the most as well, because they did elevate Scotty Washington once and they yeah. elevated so-called three times. So there's obviously something there that they see his worth. Now, continue to bear with me. I've recently heard on a Patriots radio show, won't name drop, that Washington didn't have a very, had a really bad drop in practice and he's not really looking so wonderful. Bear in mind, one kind of play, one drop, and, and I, you know, I appreciate that. I haven't been shy in saying I've got a sneaky suspicion that Johnny Lumpkin is like the Scotty Washington replacement, being obviously a little bit younger, that kind of thing. And I really could see Lumpkin on the practice squad. Washington, I'm not so sure now. I'm not so sure if that performance has kind of made his way out the door. However, so cool. As I said, bear with me. Listen to me. Let's go with this. He played. He had one reception, one target, four yards. Okay, that wasn't, there's nothing sparkly. It's nothing outstanding. That was a Green Bay game. However, he has the ability, slight ability to be a pass catcher. Not very significantly, not very dynamically. And I appreciate that. But with the fact that he is a really good blocker and he has some, some maybe limited pass catching ability, it gives an extra tool in the arsenal because at the moment and I know people aren't shy in saying this and, and I'm ready to admit it they don't really have blocking tight ends on the roster in Gisecki and Hunter however Hunter has been trying but it's just not really there and I don't think they want to force using him the way that he's not naturally 
to be utilised. And I think that's what the beauty of having Matt Sokol on the roster will be, is you don't have to force Hunter into that role. You can keep him in his more natural role. You've got Gusecki, who really isn't a blocker, but he's much more of a dynamic, athletic playmaker, receiver type tight end. And I think that having the Matt Sokol there with the blocking ability, a little bit of catch, a pass catching ability, so you can maybe skew it up a little bit more, maybe sort of pull more out of the bag of tricks when it comes to offense. I just think that you need another body when it comes to tight ends for the whole utilization of the tight ends extensive, extensively on the offense. So you've got to have this other guy there. And I just think that with his blocking ability, with the O-line weakness, as I've said, not to try and repeat myself, I just think that it's it, it's really what we need to do. And I mean, I admit, yes, I know I'm tight end biased and I appreciate that, but it is justifiable. I do feel like that it, that it can be. If he can get that little bit tighter with his pass catching, he can be a good complementary piece to Hunter and Gusecki. And, you know, with it will give a good rotation. As I said, it can throw off when it comes to scheming. I just think... If you're looking at the offense and you when we've done this kind of um when we've done this subject, when we've we've done this exercise on the show, yeah, okay, you can say, oh, we've only really focused on the offense and and that's fair. you you wouldn't be wrong. However, because you can only pick one, you can only pick one. I can only look at so much. And at the moment, one of the focuses for me personally is the weakness on the O line. As I kind of mentioned earlier when we talked about who we would cut, it's just a case of the concern of the weakness in the O line. And I just think, yes, I want three tight ends, but having someone that's got that extra blocking ability who can throw people off a little bit when you've got Gaseki pulling coverage and you've got sort of Juju pulling coverage and stuff like this, and oh, Matt Sokol catches a pass for a few yards. It's something that's going to throw defences off and maybe not quite expecting because Kiseki being so dynamic, that kind of thing. I just believe that putting those three tight ends on the roster is going to be something that kind of builds a really good offence. So here's my man. That is my case for my keep the three tight ends. Let's hit this Matt Sokol hype train. Get aboard, everybody. (laughs) Well, folks, if there wasn't an argument to be made beforehand, I think the choo-choo puts it over the top. But bottom line, there is definitely, I think, an argument to be made from Matt Sokol. And I think you make a very good one. What I've seen from him in practice thus far is his ability to take the knowledge he's acquired in this system and really put it to good use. Mm -hmm. Don't forget, Matt Sokol is a pro. He's been around for quite a while. Um, He knows systems in and out. He's played in different areas. But the one thing that I think you've hit the nail right on the head with is that his blocking ability gives him, I think, an edge over a lot of his competition that he's competing with right now for that final third roster spot as a tight end. And I do believe they will carry three. Um, Anthony Ferkser was someone that intrigued me right from the start because of his ability to play the H back, to play the fullback, but it's not a vital role in a Bill O'Brien offense. I tried to convince myself that it gave them exactly that it gave them another dimension, but you're right. Absolutely right. Bringing Ezekiel Elliott in all of a sudden now gives you that dual threat as a number two that all of a sudden, maybe you don't really need the fullback or H back. And Sokol has been great. He really has. He's been, I think, the best of the reserves behind Hunter and Gusecki so far. I, yeah, completely. Yeah. <laughs> See, 
it's always good when the countess agrees when she when, when she's pleased we're always happy about that <laughs> no, all kidding aside folks no it's definitely good and i think you make a great argument about matt sokol and i sincerely hope you're right on this because i think it makes the patriots a more complete offense having those three tight ends and giving mm-hmm. you that next dimension in blocking and yeah. i'm going to actually flip over to the opposite side of the ball because we haven't really talked much about defense oh, good. today <laughs> um so i left the tight endage to you i kind of figured that's where you were going to go and i do do agree, by the way, with Matt Sokol, but I think a name that a lot of Patriots fans hear smatterings of but don't hear an awful lot of, and maybe you should, folks, is Joshua Bledsoe at the safety position. The only real, I think, uh, argument that can be made for keeping him on the cutting room floor is because you have so much depth at this position right now, whether it be Jalen Mills uh, moving over from corner to safety, and then mm-hmm. you've got the traditional guys. You've got Kyle Duggar. You've got Jabril Peppers. You've got Adrian Phillips. That is one talented quartet of safeties that you have. Do you really want to go the extra mile and carry a fifth? Because you've got Miles Bryant that can play in the slot as a cornerback or that he can play down you know, in the box as a safety. But one thing that I love about Joshua Bledsoe is persistence. When the Patriots feature him in the D-gap and they put him in the slot, those big nickel-heavy defensive schemes that they love to employ, especially when they go man-to-man coverage. This is where Joshua Bledsoe mm-hmm. is at his best. You can bring him in as a third safety on the field, come in on late downs. He can play man coverage. He loves playing down closer to the line of scrimmage. So this is something where he can be a weapon. And every time they put him in these positions, Joshua always performs at a high level. He's a good hitter. He always draws a beat on the ball, and he understands routes. And that's something that you can always succeed in a Bill Belichick defense when you understand the route that needs to be played. So, folks, if Joshua Bledsoe finds his way onto the roster, don't be shocked. This is one that I think the (laughs) Patriots really like. I think they enjoy watching him, and I think they like having him as a versatile chess piece that they can move all around that defensive backfield especially with Matt Judon's comment about unicorns uh, earlier this year. Uh, Bledsoe may be a guy that can find a niche. Here's the big if, though, Claire. If they decide to play Marte Mapu at safety, which they've done Mm -hmm. the last couple of days, we saw a heavy usage of Marte uh, playing safety uh, during Tuesday's practice. He had a forced fumble back there. Um, If that's the case, then I think just the numbers game pushes Joshua off this roster. Mm. But if they find a way to keep Marte at linebacker, have him play one of those hybrid type roles, then Mm -hmm. I think you're looking at a factor that does factor in his favor. And then you may Mm -hmm. see Joshua Bledsoe on this roster. Folks, what are your choices? Do you agree with Claire? Do you agree with me? Or are you keeping your sharp eye on someone we haven't even mentioned today? Drop us a line in the comments below. We'd love to hear your thoughts. And Claire, we always love to hear your thoughts. It definitely has been a brighter day here on Locked On Patriots with you back in the fold. Before I let you go, please let everyone know where they can reach out to you, where they can find you, and what we can look forward to in the coming days and weeks from the great pen and the illustrious voice of Classy Claire Cooper. Oh, well, thank you very much, Mike. And thank you very much for having me back. It's been lots of fun, as usual. Yes, you can find me on patspropaganda.com. I have to think there for a minute. That's where my um, pre-season post-game recaps have been. It's it's ever such a a great long title, isn't it? But yes, I've done the last two games and I will be doing my final game. And behind the scenes, we are looking to bring you a new project. Fingers crossed, hopefully, 
bear with us, but we're hoping to bring you a new product when it comes to patspropaganda.com. So please ensure that you're following on Twitter, on Facebook, you know, whichever social media that you prefer, and also the YouTube channel. Please smash that subscribe button on the patspropaganda.com YouTube channel so that you don't miss out if we get to bring this new project to you. So please keep your sharp eyes, as, as Mike <laughs> likes to say there. And of course, Eclair Perspective, a Patriots podcast brought to you by fullpresscoverage.com. Took a little break sort of in the kind of semi-off-season training and things like that. Guests were very busy. I needed a little break for personal reasons, that kind of thing. So looking to try and get the momentum back. And I'm really hoping, fingers crossed, to bring you a pre-season wrap-up um a good chat with my lovely assistant with what's kind of happened between uh, you know over the training camp and, and over the pre-season games and the joint practices so we're looking at kind of wrapping it all up in a bow for you and bringing you um a an episode hopefully as you know as we're recording this on wednesday it'll actually be next week so hopefully next week the acp will be back with you and then the regular season i am bringing it back as normal with my guests and as such et al so yeah acp as we like to say is now going to be back so don't worry third season coming back for you if you so want so make sure that you're rate reviewing and subscribing on whatever platform that you prefer that with as well so yes please don't miss out and make sure that you are checking out patsbookpaganda.com and a clear perspective from full press coverage absolutely folks always appointment listening always appointment viewing whenever claire takes the voice the microphone Definitely, if you have not subscribed, subscribe to Eclair Perspective, the Patriots podcast. Truly one of my favorite listens. It's going to be one of yours, too. I know it. Claire always brings it and always uh, delivers an entertaining and informative listen. And you can't ask for more than that when it comes to a podcast. And also, don't miss any of her written work over at Pat's Propaganda between Claire and Tom and the great work that all of the crew does over Mm -hmm. at Pat's Propaganda. You want to check them out all throughout the season. So bookmark, save. However you want to maintain your reminder to check out all of the great work that she does, please do that. I recommend it highly, and I know you won't be disappointed. And, Claire, thank you for all of the contributions that you make here to Locked On Patriots. And, folks, thank all of you, each and every one of you, all of you everydayers, all of you casual listeners, all of you first-timers, for checking out Locked On Patriots and making us a daily part of your New England Patriots coverage. And hopefully, if you like what you heard, you'll make us your first listen each and every day. On behalf of my good friend, Claire, classy Claire Cooper, columnist extraordinaire of Pat's Propaganda, and the host of one of my favorite Patriots podcasts, A Claire Perspective, I'm Mike Bate, reminding you to stay safe and to stay well and to be the change that you wish to see in the world. Have a great day, everyone, and we'll see you back here again tomorrow on Locked On Patriots. <laughs>